You are listening to Sejura Decoding Law Podcast. I am Genevieve Dubois, the Chief Marketing and Innovation Officer of Sejura. And I am Phyllis Schuster, the Chief Team Intelligence Officer of Sejura. And, and we, we are, are lawyers. Together, we will decode the secrets of legal services so that you, as a business owner, know how to use legal services to your advantage. Let's get started. So yes, we are lawyers, but most importantly, we're like you guys, we're business owners of Sejura. So maybe the first thing we should talk about really, really quick is what's Sejura? So Sejura is, uh, if you think about it, really is making legal services a lot easier with no pain. We are the architect and general contractor of legal services and breaching the gap between clients' needs and lawyers. So that's really a mouthful of what we do at Sejura. So um, maybe Phyllis, if you want to you know, introduce yourself and since it's the first time we talk to everybody, um, maybe you wanted to introduce yourself and also you know, why we formed Sejura. Great. Thanks, Genev. Well, I am the overseer of our group of network of law firms and lawyers that we hope that our business clients will see that they can get from our lawyers. The experience of all our years representing as both in-house counsel and outside counsel, major companies, small firms, large firms, startups, things like that. The reason why I started it is because I have seen over all my years of experience, businesses struggle in selecting, engaging, and managing all the legal resources around them. What I've seen is a challenge for clients in the wide gap between clients' needs and what lawyers provide. I've experienced the challenge from the client perspective because I've been a client of law firms and my law firm's been a client of law firms, but I've also been the lawyer trying to provide those services. And I see the gap between what my client's needs are and what the services that are being provided. And I've also seen that the challenges for lawyers are that they have a problem providing legal services to meet clients' business parameters and their costs and all the rest of their experiences within both their firms and their clients' systems. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Phyllis. There's just a big gap in the marketplace. And there's a lot of areas in our podcast that we want to tackle. Today's actually we want to focus on to answer with very common questions that people have, business owners have, is why do I need lawyers? Um, so before we dive into that, um, actually, you know, Phyllis, give you a little background of herself. I'm very experienced attorney in the corporate world, in-house as well as in international firms. And my background is actually, um, I was in two international firms before as partners, and then as well as representing a lot of foreign investors um, in the United States, a lot of them mainly in real estate area. And the interesting thing about representing foreign investor is that even though they're a gigantic organization in their countries, when they come here, they almost function like a startup. And I do see 
the struggle between them and their needs and and the gap that lawyers provide in today's world. And really that creates a pain of the client side as well as the lawyer side. And so we can articulate that in um, in our podcast moving forward. But today um, we want to focus on this topic again is why do I need lawyers? And we created kind of four very main areas that we want to tackle. Um, and the acronym is GMCD. And we will explain that a little bit more um, of the each of the initial, what it means. So let's go. Okay, so the first thing, why did we come up with GMCD? It's really a tool when clients or business owners ask lawyers about, oh, when do I actually need a lawyer? And most lawyers say, oh, anytime, all the time you need lawyers, of course. But there are four situations that you, what we think you absolutely need lawyers. Of course, there's many other situations prefer you use lawyers. So in order for you to be able to evaluate um, easily, um, GMCD is like a tool. Think about GMC like a truck. Anytime you're thinking about, oh, do I need a lawyer? Think about getting your truck, start driving. D is driving, right? GMCD driving. And and go through each of those elements and see if you fit in any of those elements. If you do, then you know exactly that you need a lawyer. Um, and so that's how we um, come up with the approach of GMCD. Okay, so without further elaborating that, let's get into the first element, Phyllis. Um, what's our first element? Our first element is G for giant. The reason why you need a lawyer, one of the reasons, is when you need a giant in the marketplace to represent you. Meaning you need a giant for credibility and for not being bullied in the marketplace. Genev, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I see it. I'm sure, Phyllis, you have seen it. And many of other attorneys have seen it day in and day out. Okay. We um, work in huge firms before, and that is a huge giant. And the huge firms representing huge organizations, corporations, um, and in the marketplace, they are the players, right? A lot of times they represent money people. So they already are giant in the marketplace. Now, when you are in the market and there are several situations, you need to ride on a giant shoulder. Um, if you're a startup and you just get into a market, nobody really knows you. And you need to think about, okay, who is on the other side that I either need to negotiate, I need to go against, or I needed to impress. Um, the fastest way to get credibility is through your lawyer. So if you hire a very credible lawyer or a law firm, they're very credible in that industry, then it somehow creates that legitimacy of you being serious in that industry. One of the things that I've seen, like especially just through represented foreign companies, some of the foreign companies feel like, oh, they're such a gigantic organization in Asia, for example. And when they come here, they're like, I don't need to spend a lot of money on lawyers. So they hire a very small firm or, you know, lawyers that didn't have a lot of um, well-known lawyers in that industry. And actually, you do see that when the big firms representing the big giant money people or partners, um, they do take advantage of that. They take advantage of 
thinking that you know your lawyers don't know as much as they do, or if you don't have a lawyer, even worse,、um, is really that they, in a way, quote they're bullying you. You don't even know until much later. So I, I do think that lawyers give you the advocacy. You know, they advocate for you in the industry and they provide you knowledge and guide you through a lot of steps. I mean, Phyllis, do you see that in the marketplace? I do, but I also see that、uh, small companies or large companies don't always need quote the giant law firm. They just need a great attorney to assist them, and that great attorney might be at a big law firm, might be at a solo firm, might be at a medium-sized firm. So it's really a question of trying to find the quote giant that you need,、uh, and. The marketplace helps helps you find it, but sometimes it's just very difficult for you to find the lawyer that you really need. But you need a giant in your corner. I totally agree. So we're going to have a whole different episode dedicated to what kind of lawyers and law firms you need to find for what situations.、Um, but just remember that when you come up with a situation, ask yourself: anything happen, you go like, do I need a giant? Right? What am I in the marketplace? Am I face? Who am I facing? Do I need somebody standing in front of it to really give me credibility to make sure that I'm not being bullied? And also, am I in an industry I need some information that you know these lawyers can be able to give me? So those are the things that under that element that you need to think about. Janev, what's the second element? What does the M stand for in GMCD? So M think about money, and actually it's M and L, money and lives. And this element is whenever you're dealing with somebody else's money, try to invest their money, or take a big chunk of money into your company, or you're dealing with somebody else's lives. Like if you're in healthcare, selling, you know, anything that go in somebody's body,、um, those are the rule of thumb. You, know, you might be tapping into a very high regulated industry. And in a very high risk area. Now, let me give you an example. I'm sure Phyllis have other examples too. We actually had a client put in a seven million dollar investment into a healthcare related company. I'm not going to disclose what it is. They didn't think much of it. It's only seven million dollars. Who cares, you know? And they didn't really. They didn't hire a lawyer at all. They just kind of put the money in. And a few years later, they found out they didn't do any due diligence because they didn't know they had to do due diligence. They didn't look into regulatory stuff because they didn't know they have to. And at the end,、um, when they are starting having problems,、um, when they really need a lawyer for litigation matters, we pull in a lawyer. We realize that the companies have、uh, been violating certain regulations, and as a result. It's not just about they losing seven million dollars; they actually facing three hundred million dollars penalty, and that's how serious it can get. If you are touching on thinking about taking other people's money, especially when you're touching about people's lives, United States do take very seriously if you are start touching people's lives. The other side of it is where I've represented manufacturing companies and things like that.、Uh, when you manufacture a product, you have to worry about things like 
any kind of defects that someone could get injured uh, when they're using the product and things like that. So that's touching. It might not be regulated in the same sense as healthcare, but even just the manufacturing of a product uh, takes into account the fact that it could affect a person's life or and any of those kind of products, you need to make sure that there are counsel available that are guiding you towards uh, how to mitigate and uh, lower the risk you have and also to make sure you have best practices in place and things like that. So you absolutely need a lawyer to, to watch over things like uh, what you're doing in, in your business to minimize the risk to you and your livelihood. Because frankly, if you're working all day and you are doing everything you can to earn money and then you trip over something that you didn't realize you should be looking out for, then all that time and energy you've put towards growing your business could be lost because of you know I- ignoring some regulation, some manufacturing process that would be a good thing versus a bad thing, all that. And then you spent all this time and energy away from everything you love and want to do in your life, um, dealing with things that could have been prevented. Yeah. I mean, we understand, you know, as a small business or even just any business, you have budget, right? You have budget and legal fees always um, is uh, is calling a fee for a reason. And it's always feel like, oh my gosh, it's a lot of cost. Um, what we are really telling business owners is don't look at it as a fee, look at it as an investment. Because if you figure out certain regulatory stuff that nobody else in your industry have figured out or overcome it, that is part of investment. That's what the value of your company bring to the market, right? So just remember when you're dealing with money or other people's lives, um, and, and in Phyllis' situation, like she was talking about manufacturing, if you're manufacturing somebody that go in somebody's body or, or create some kind of environmental things that can harm somebody's body, um, that's when you really need to you, you alert, you know, alert. I'm getting that AM area now. You know, I really should go to talk to a, a lawyer, see how serious that is. So now comes to the third element of our GMCD, which is C. C means challenged. Think about challenge. Anything you do that either right now being challenged or could be challenged by government, by any government officials, or by other people. Okay, so what does that mean? Um, Let's talk about can be challenged, okay? So if you file taxes and you have anything with your tax structure, um, that can be challenged by IRS, can be challenged by governmental officials, state government. Anything to do with tax and tax planning, that is a huge area that can be challenged, okay? The second thing you think about challenge is you did not do the right legal formality. So if you being sued or you want to sue somebody else, it's a bad idea to represent yourself in court because lawyers trained years after years to do the right legal formality in the and procedures in the court court proceedings is very, very important. If you're being investigated, you got to respond correctly. Otherwise, you can have huge impact. Um, and the fourth area is really the formality of it is when you 
buying something like an ownership interest. For example, you want you want to buy a big piece of property or commercial property, and you think that you now after you paying it, you own it. But if you didn't do that formality of closing correctly. You can be challenged by somebody else in the future. You did not own, even though after you paying all that money, buying into a corporation, merging into a corporation, or being bought um, is another that require formality that you really need a lawyer at least look at that part of it. Um, you know, Phyllis is a corporate attorney, many many years experience. I'm sure you see a lot of things being challenged. Phyllis, you can kind of give an insight on that area too. Well, one area that I know my clients sometimes get uh, is something called a cease and desist letter. They'll, uh, if they didn't set up their companies properly, and they used a name that might be similar to another company's name, and usually it's a larger company that that all of a sudden realizes you're using their name, uh, they get something really nice in the mail or in a hand delivered by a courier that that's a cease and desist letter and says, you know, stop using my name. Um, or you're using a name that's deceptively similar to my name and they're, they're challenging your use of it. And at that point in time, once you get something like that, a uh, demand letter or a cease and desist letter or something like that, that is absolutely a time where you're not being challenged by a government at that point, you're being challenged by a third party, usually somebody bigger than you who has a pretty decent uh, deep pocket that can come after you. So that's absolutely the time where you don't bury your head in the sand and put it in the drawer. You have to, you have to, at that point, ha- you're being challenged. You need to hire a lawyer. Yep. So, so the third element, really thinking about it, if something, an action needed, a paper need to be signed, a process need to be done, think about, stop just for one second, think about, would I be challenged by government or by a third party of what I'm doing and eventually want to take this away from me or want to take more money away from me. Um, those are the things that if you think about it, it's like maybe yes, then it's time to talk to a lawyer. So just think about that question like that for the third element. So Junev, what's the last element? What does the D stand for? Um, think about driving, but really it stands for domino effects. Okay, think about little domino. If you do, you push one, it's going to cause a series of dominoes falling off. So if you think about an action, um, as much as you can see, if I don't do this right, it's going to affect the next move and move after that. I can't really reverse it. And, it's, and this is the hardest one, I think, because it does take a little bit of legal knowledge. But actually, you know, as you gain more experiences in your interaction with lawyers as well as in your business, you will see this a little bit more and more. And sometimes just talk to a lawyer, go like, hey, I'm about to do this. Do you think, are there a domino effect in the future? And that's why a lot of people say, oh, having a lawyer as your friend, having a doctor as your friend is great because you can just ask a question without being charged and to be honest with you, right? Um, so it's really about if you have a domino effect um, in your action, it might affect your business for a long term. Then at that point, you need overall planning and strategy. We talked about taxes, right? Anything with tax and all that stuff like that, we talk about under C, you can be challenged. Well, in addition to that, there's this thing called tax structure. So a lot of startups or smaller companies, they don't really want to spend money to the tax attorneys. 
um, to plan out their tax tax structure. So what is a tax structure? Just give you a really quick example. Tax structure means somebody look at, you know, your citizenship, where you live, um, what's your business about, where's the business form, what type of business you should be formed in order to maximize um, your tax benefits. That means maximize tax benefits. That means reduce your amount of tax you have to pay but also to increase your flexibility in the future to grow your business. Um, we always hear about very wealthy individuals in this country. They don't have to pay a lot of taxes. And the reason being they have great tax planning. Um, and you don't have to pay tremendous amount in the beginning, especially when you have a small business. You can have a very simple structuring, but it can be flexible to grow. Um, that's one area if you did not form a right corporation or right type of company at the right place and you start collecting money and you start making expenses. So now you have an operating business. It's really hard in the future to go like, oh, I have more money now, let me hire a tax attorney. And when they look at it, they can't reverse what you have already done. And that is irreversible. You probably have to pay a lot more tax than in the beginning if you do the tax planning. Um, so that's just one of the example. Um, the other example that in real estate world we can see is, you know, when you buy a commercial property, you're supposed to do due diligence. And when come out of due diligence, certain things like your attorney will tell you, oh, ABC is happening on this property um, with a title, with the ownership that can maybe reduce the rights to how you own, how you can operate your business on that property. And you can say, oh, I don't care. Well, you don't care because you don't care because, because of your own business, right, at that moment. But what a lot of people don't think is, well, I'm in one day, in three years, five years, I want to turn around, sell the commercial property. Well, what's the potential buyer going to want this property to be? Would they care? Because if they care and they can't do this one thing on this property, then it decreases the value of the property, right? So you have you do have to think a little bit ahead, and you have a lawyer go do a good structuring your know, acquisition process. They'll be think about those um, exiting when you exiting in the future. Um, so that's kind of like the domino effect that you think about. The the same type of analysis is also important when you are looking to buy an existing company. And so I wanted to have you think about things like it isn't just commercial real estate that's involved, but maybe you might buy a company that has all different kinds of assets. They sell a product or they sell a service, but they also own real estate as part of what one of their assets. So when you go through the inspection of that property, which is what we call the due, during the due diligence period, you would be looking at these same kinds of things. Are there activities that that company is currently engaged in that if you buy uh, the company itself, will that come back to haunt you as something in the past that the company did? Will that come back and now that you are now the owner of the company or the owner of the real estate, you're now responsible for? So inspections are really important and having your lawyer reviewing either your property or your business before you get involved with that particular property or business is very, very important because a lot of the things that are going on in the day-to-day could have a domino effect. So that's really it. We try to make it as simple as possible, even though it is very complex. We 
fully, fully understand and sympathetic, you know, from a business owner's perspective, um, how to really utilize lawyers and why do you even need lawyers is a very good question. Um, so just remember, you know, there are four fundamental elements. Just every time you think about, do I really need a lawyer right now? Just think about driving that truck, driving that truck. You know, that's your tool. Um, GMCD. So think about, do I need a giant? Who am I facing? Do I really need somebody that have that credibility to help me? And am, uh, am I dealing with somebody else's money or am I dealing with somebody else's lives? If so, then I probably need to talk to a lawyer. And C is, is what I'm doing are going to be challenged or you actually got a letter that you being challenged by litigation, by government, anything you really, really don't understand, that is when a time you really do need to go to have at least a lawyer friend to look at it. Um, and D is just domino effects. Um, like I said, the D is probably the hardest thing. It's just I really have the discipline to say, hey, if I do this, what kind of domino effect would it have? Would it have a domino effect? Again, even just talk to a lawyer, they would kind of give you a layout. Those are the basic four elements that you can like start thinking about. And next week, um, Phyllis, maybe you can tell us um, what we are doing next week um, in next episode. Thanks, Jeanette. Next week, we're going to take on the question from the lawyer's perspective and trying to understand and help lawyers understand how to make sure you know and your clients know why they need you. Yeah, and this is how our episode will go. And this is probably first, you know, this is our first episode, but every other week we'll take a new topic and then we'll explore it just like this time, you know, from your perspective, the first week, uh, business owner's perspective. And a second week will be from lawyer's perspective um, and you're welcome, even you may not be a lawyer, you're welcome to join that because you can see that's how really decoding law works. You know, you want to know what lawyers are thinking until you know what they're thinking and how they're running their business. Then you know how to utilize them, right? Lawyers is one of the tools in your toolbox that you invested into your company. And you got to understand how to use those tools so that you can grow your business. And that's what we're here for. We'll see you next time here at Sejura Decoding Law. Thank you for listening to Sejura Decoding Law today. Next week, we will be discussing this topic from lawyers' perspective. You're welcome to join us even if you're not lawyers. At Sejura, we are reimagining legal services with innovative technology and processes. Visit us at sejuragroup.com. If you know anyone that wants to know how to use legal services to their advantage, please forward our podcast to them. See you next time.